See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Greetings, comrades. <laughs> yes. Welcome. This is Slow Robot Go-Go. You might have noticed a bit of a change in the beginning. That's to welcome our newest Moldovian listener. That's right, you heard right. Either there's one listener or one spam bot from Moldovia <laughs> that uh, likes Slow Robot Go-Go. We picked him up this week, or her, I should say. Uh, in case you were wondering, Moldovia, officially the Republic of Moldovia, uh is la- is a landlocked country in Eastern Europe located between Romania and West Ukraine to its north, east, and south. Its capital city is Chisinau. So there you go. Now you know something. And knowledge is power. Uh, yes, I, I came in and I, I, I look at the stats for the show every, every day. <laughs> and I looked and I was like, what the hell is a Moldova? So then I looked again, and I rubbed my eyes and took a swig of coffee, and I was like, nope, it's still there. That's a thing. So then I had to go on my search and look it up. So that's our official Slow Robot Go-Go. Welcome, Moldova. I hope you listen to our show early and often and fight the good fight. Anyway, who are we, what are we, and why are we? Uh, With me, as always, friend, comrade, uh, in arms... Go ahead. What's your name? Who are you? My name is Dr. Morbius. Yes, and he is from Parts Unknown. Are you from Moldovia? No, I'm not. Moldova. I keep saying I Moldovia. It's, I, I think it's Moldovia. I, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. I think. <clears throat> no. Okay. So, yes, this is Slow Robot Go Go. Big show number 128. That's a lot of shows. Uh, it's a drop in the bucket to how far we're going to go. Yes. You know, a drop. We're, 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 that's a, a drop in the ocean of how many bad movies we have to oh, review never, and never talk ending. about. Never ending. And we're going to get them all. Every one of them. Before we, di- before we die. And then there'll be new ones that we haven't done that'll be be- being made. So then we'll the ghost end. of Mao and Dr. Morbius will come up from the grave. The offspring. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, yes, and my name is Mao, as I said. Dr. Morbius with me, as always. And we're here to talk about B through Z grade movies, giving them the treatment they deserve and sometimes the love they deserve, too. And sometimes the hate. Love, hate, yeah. Like on my knuckles, love and hate. Yeah, you and uh, Robert Mitchum and Cape Fear, I think. Yeah. Did you ever see the Simpsons version of that one, uh, uh. Sideshow Bob? He put love, L-U-V, and then hate was H-A-T, but he had the bar over the A, so it's a 
<laughs> so it wasn't hat, it was hate. It was just classic because they only have four fingers. Oh yeah, it was so funny. It made me laugh. He was doing push-ups. They were mocking that, you know, yeah, the Cape yeah. Fear, and uh, <laughs> it was just awesome. <laughs> so yes, so there you have no, it. I just have Ozzy tattooed on my knuckles. Nice. Do you have those smiley faces on a knee, on your knees like that? No, I don't. No. Uh, He's how, got that. Yeah, he came out of the first time he did a stint in prison, which is when he was a teenager. He <laughs> had smi- they, they they put smiley faces on his knees. Oh boy. Yeah, you know Ozzy. Yeah. He's nonsensical. He was young and okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, what do we got going on? What do we? Oh, go to bunchofdarks.com. I forgot our shtick that I have to launch every time because the Moldovian uh, swell it of Moldovian, us, um, yeah. you know, national pride. National pride came came over me and I can't focus. Okay, so go to bunchofdarks.com. There you're gonna find three awesome podcasts. This one, Slow Robot Go Go. Middle one, Two Dimension Podcast. It has no direction, but that's okay. It's about comic books, and then the bottom one is Bunch of Dorks, long-running show, up to 275 shows, Million g- give shows. or take, yeah, so many shows, um, and that's just like kind of music and talking and talking and music, and, and, and if you say, wow, I really wish I could hear more talking from Mal, good news, go to Radio St. Pete, every Sunday night, 10 p.m., I do a little show called The Indie Circuit, in which I do a lot more music, a lot less talking. Usually it has, like, one theme, you know. Like, I talk about just, like, one thing. Like, last week I talked about possessions and how much is too much, when do you get rid of stuff, you know, what, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, it's I fun. Thought, I thought you meant possessions as in, like, you know, the, the demon. Yeah, yeah, where I'm spitting pea soup all over everything. Uh, I hate that. I know, I hate that, too. Makes a mess out of the walls, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, uh, and then also go to slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com for other shenanigans. And if they want to hear more from you, too, you'll be at the corner over there on the expressway talking about the end of the world. Yes, like every the weekend. sandwich board. I dress yeah, up with the right. foil hat and the Jesus card. Yeah, yeah, and you'll be just like going like, the world is coming to an end and give me some cash. Yes. It and I, I let out the part, there's a little asterisk at the end and it says, by me. Yeah. I leave that, but like you have to look at the disclaimer. Yeah. The world is coming to an end because of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually write out, but like, there is a way you can stop the world from ending, and that's going to be an upcoming video. Yeah, show that we Kickstarter have. program for our video for our video Kickstarter. No, no, we're Kick actually start my heart. We're okay. funding that out of our the the love of our heart and the, the dust in our wallets. Yeah, uh, the cobweb. Yeah, this is made with a, on a nickel and a wish. We're doing a video project called uh, Creature Feature with Doc and Clown. And that's this is a straight-up creature feature. We're nearing completion. Oh, it's been a long road. It's been a long road. But the I, long and winding road. Yeah, sure. To right. your heart, <laughs> everybody. Else. Okay, enough of my stick. Oh, my God, I've been talking for an hour. What do, you, what do you got going I, on, Doctor Marcus? I've got the, the the destination nightmare comic book blog with scans of horror comics, a lot of gory stuff, a lot of cool stuff, a new podcast coming out, and it's yeah. basically like a companion piece to Two Dimension, the comic book podcast with no direction. Both I, uh, both will uh, you know give you your comic book fix for the yeah. week. You get a lot of hits on that, don't you? A lot. <laughs> Because I, I we get a lot we get a lot of because I, I, I can see refers to our a lot of the stuff that a lot of the stuff that comes over to the comes to the slow robot us. comes th- comes from the destination. Oh, good. I'm, well, I'm glad because I've got the uh, I've got all our uh, podcast yeah. buttons on. There. And so I, I think I think I've are. seen a few people joining the creature feature good. Uh, Facebook page. That's on there too. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, and that's what I did forget uh, in our show notes. You can also click and join the 
uh, Creature Feature pod uh, the, it has a Facebook page, of course, because you need that thing. So uh, check it out. Yeah, it's all good. It's all entertainment. It's all free. Yeah, free entertainment. All right, go ahead. What do you got? What did you watch this week, man? I have a long list. What do you have? Okay, I'll just go with my one movie. I don't even need my piece of paper because it's only one movie. What am I doing? But anyway, <laughs> nice. I went through uh, my Roku trolling of channels, and I found a new channel called the Grindhouse Channel. Uh oh. With all sorts of all like, Tarantino. It's all no, no. <laughs> Thank God it's not. Yeah. No, it's better. It's all sorts of old B movie exploitation horror. Wow. So you know, and they usually the quality is pretty sketch on them. But I figured, you know, whatever. If I see it and I like it, I'll try to get a copy of it. So I found a movie called The House That Vanished. Interesting movie from like 1972. Uh, British Spanish co-production. It's kind of a murder mystery in Italy. In Italy. They were called giallos, but since this uh-huh. is uh, this is Spanish, it's an imitation of giallo. Basic storyline is some un- incredibly beautiful blonde and her idiot petty thief boyfriend stop at a house, and the guy she doesn't know, it, but the guy wants to like rob it because he heard the people weren't there. Blah blah blah. So he goes in, and then she's waiting in the car, and then she she can't she doesn't want to wait any longer. So she goes in looking for him, and while they, while they're there, they hear the door opening. And they they hide in the closet because they're going through the person's drawers, and all they find is passports. So they're hiding, and all of a sudden, in the room, a guy you can't see and a woman come in, and, and the woman's seducing the guy. And then, of course, she he's a killer. He knifes her, and they're freaking out. So when the guy leaves the room, she bolts, and the guy just like stays there, and the killer goes after her, but he doesn't get her. And then, like the next day, she's trying to tell her friends. And they can't find the house. And then all sorts of strangeness ensues. But it's a really weird movie. It has weird, weird characters in it. There's one scene I was, everybody I told to was like, what? There's one scene where one of her friends is in bed, you know, and, and she's knocking on the door. And the woman's like in bed and, and her boyfriend opens the door, but it wakes her up. And she's laying in bed naked. And all of a sudden, her pet monkey jumps on her and starts hugging her. And I'm like... A naked woman with a monkey? <laughs> Is that illegal <laughs> to see? That's really weird. There's, and there's all other other weirdness in there. Like a guy that this blonde falls in love with, him and his aunt, and him and his aunt have like a you know a dirty relationship too. It's a strange movie, but if you can get through the slowness of it, it's got an interesting ending, and it's a it's not a bad movie. Uh-huh. Weird. It's a weird movie, as in early seventies Euro horror. So there yeah. you go. Cool. House had vanished. Nice. Sounds that sounds very interesting. You know, I'll see if I can get. I, here's what happened. I went on I went on Amazon, and I saw it on VHS because it's not out on DVD, only bootleg DVD. So I order it. The only like two bucks. The freaking videotape she sends me like dies out towards the end of the movie. Oh my god. So I wrote the lady. She goes, Well, I'm sorry. You know, can you try checking it again? So I'm like thinking, Should I just send it back? For the two bucks or the five bucks it cost me, so I might just uh, end up getting another one somewhere. Brutal. Uh, uh, but anyway, all right, I have a long list. Okay, so I watched Alien vs. Predator again. Um, yes. Wow, you love that movie. I do like that movie a lot. So you uh, could actually do a show on that movie without even watching it. Yeah, easily. Right. All right. Then I watched. You ever see the comic books of Alien vs. Predator? No. Uh-uh. See if I can dig them up. There's a, I think I have another one or two. Yes, there's another. There's another one in here that's from a, t- a comic book that you're gonna be like, huh? Okay. All right. Then I watched one called Blitz, starring Jason Statham, and it's just basically Jason Statham, you know, doing his deal. 
Then I watched Dude Where's My Car. You've seen, I've seen that like a hundred million times. And then I watched I rewatched Bonraku. Remember that one oh, that yeah, I was yeah, all creamy yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. And I was worried about it me, you know, just not like misinterpreting my love for it. No, it's great. I love it. If you I have it I bought it on D V D, uh used Blu ray. It's really a beautiful movie. Lots of stylization. Um boy, it's a if you if you haven't heard of it, find it. It's really great. I think it streams on Netflix. Um, just a very stylistic action movie, funny characters. It's really, I like, I like it a lot. Um, then I watched the Cheech and Chong mockumentary, Get Out of My Room. Oh yeah, I've seen that. It's okay. It's kind of, I, I, I really enjoy, um, the Cheech and Chong. I, they're, they're very, to me, they're very funny. I, I like them my whole life. I've, I, I thought their humor was very, uh, just just makes me laugh. It's it's nonsensical. So it, it's no yeah. It's basically there's no depth to it whatsoever. You know, and and that's fine. I don't need my comics to be super geniuses. You know, um, they just came out with a Cheech and Chong guitar. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's seven hundred bucks, so I'm like, no. Yeah, you're saving up for other, for other stuff. Yeah, Hot Rod. All right, then I watched uh, Futurama. Has two movies. I watched them right in a row. The Bender's Big Score and Beast with a Billion Backs. Uh, Futurama was uh, canceled for a while, and what they did was they came out with four movies, and then as part of the relaunch deal, because they got bought up by a different com- by a different channel, that they hacked up those movies into four episodes, and that became a season while they worked on the new ones. Very ingenious, to be honest with you. And I like the movies a lot. Futurama is is one of my favorite shows uh, in that it. It's it is very faithful to sci-fi, and I just love the concept, you know. Now here's the second um, here's the second comic book based one that really missed, and I'm I was like, oh, this should have hit. G-Men from Hell. Yeah, I forgot who did that. That's a uh, that, God. What's his name? Oh, the, Klaus. Dan Klaus. Or yeah. Somebody like that. So guy. that was a uh, that was a. Com- I didn't know it was a comic book movie. Is he the Dan Klaus from Mike Allred? I can't remember. I know my cohorts at uh, Two Dimensions are going to go. I think it's Klaus. I think it's Klaus. Okay. Um, I could be wrong, but I think so. I think I remember that from the for credits, and you know, this one had a lot of promise, but it just didn't go. Didn't work. You know. They shot it in that very cartoon noir, comic book noir, you know, where they try to do the high angles and make the colors vibrant. Like that, that rarely works. You know what I mean? Like it just and it didn't. I didn't. I liked the movie. It was funny, and I could see where it would have had a lot of. Um, it could have been something, but it it was. And I was also kind of oddly cast. Robert Goulet was the devil, <laughs> and the and the two guys, the two G-men, I forget, what's the one guy's name? William Forsythe? Oh, yeah, I remember him. You know, so he was the one guy, and then the, the other guy, I've seen him a million times, but I, I don't, it just didn't work. And then I watched uh, a Danny Trejo, Death in Tombstone. That's where he was gunned down by his, um, by his cohorts, very standard Western, um, Gunned down by his cohorts. Then the devil, um, played by Mickey Rourke, he makes a deal with the devil to go up back up above ground and send all of them to him, kill all his friends. And the devil had a 24-hour time limit, which was like okay, you know, they just had that interject something, you know. 
So Danny Trejo kills off everyone. Spoiler alert. But uh, it, it was good. And it had the very typical ending where the devil's like, you know what, I'm not going to take you back to hell. I kind of like having you my, being my soldier. Hmm. Very, almost the same as Spawn, you know. Because hmm. I believe, I I actually like Spawn. I mean, there's a lot of hate towards it. I think it's just because it got so commercialized and crap. But I thought Spawn was a great comic book. I thought it was a great movie. Not a great movie. Let me rephrase that. I enjoyed the movie. It was bad, but I enjoyed the HBO series of it. You know, if I went back and watched it, I'd probably be like, oh boy. But I remember it fondly. Then I watched The Hunted, by which was a um, movie with... Uh, what the hell's that guy's name from the Highlander? Lambert. Christopher, Chris, Christopher Lambert. Lambert or Christopher Lambert. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the hell you say his name. Um, he, 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 I wrote this on Facebook. He, he, he has the world's greatest agent. I, I think the agent, he, they, they pitch him a movie and he's like, the agent just goes up to the people that are writing. They're like, look, Christopher Lambert is going to kill somebody with a sword. He's going to nail at least one hot chick for no reason. It's going to be that 80s softcore, like grinding love scene. And, um, you know, and then he's going to look, he's going to be confused and say some words. And then and they go, okay, sign him up. Every single movie. Then the last one I watched was an insane documentary. And there's some backstory to this. Uh, you know how everything now on the internet has, oh, top 20 lists, which means that you have to click the next button so it keeps relaunching the page. Like, everything is geared on the internet now for hits. Every single stupid thing. Um, well, I got, I went on to one of those where it's like the 25, like famous last words from people that were executed and they, they ranged from tell my mom, I love her to I'm innocent. You're a murderer to, to whatever. One of them stood out, this guy named Carl Panzan and, uh, he was, he was executed in 1930 and his last words were you, you Hoosier bastards. I could have killed 10 men in the time it's taken you to string me up. And, he, and when you looked at his picture, you were like, oh boy. He looks like Mickey Rourke's character from Sin City. Like, this guy looked like he would just kill everyone there for no reason, you know. And uh, this was a documentary. It was called uh, Carl Panzam, uh, The Spirit of Hate and Vengeance. And uh, it's out there on Netflix. I would advise that you'd watch it. It's it's it, it's <laughs> it's a pretty brutal story. Well, I mean, did he do it for real? Oh yeah, no, he killed he this is a very weird thing. He he was poor bo- born poor, stole a gun, went to a place, you know, all this weird stuff like he he says he's killed 21 men, he's sodomized over a thousand men, he's robbed, arsoned, raped. Ugh. He's like he was just like he hated all of human race. Pure evil. Yeah, he wanted to kill everyone in the whole world. What the hell? Man? And he was just off the charts like scary just a just he was like death incarnate kind of and um boy you watch that thing and you're just like jesus christ you know so it's uh if you want to see a a rough rough guy you know this is an interesting thing because it's not all about that back in those days they used to beat and torture prisoners frequently the, you know, the, one of the guards, this young guy, who actually they interviewed, they showed clips of him being interviewed. He was a di- he was like a different kind of a guard. He never beat anybody. He was a smaller guy, and he was just 
he treated them very kind and they returned like they didn't they didn't they weren't mean to him you know so he he got to know that Carl Penzam um and said <clears throat> you know let me, what's your story and every day he would give him 10 pieces of paper and a pencil and this guy's on death row which was illegal and then well after his shift he'd walk past and he'd take him from the bars and smuggle him out that's how this guy's story got told um and it's very interesting you know it's a look it's a very some parts are raving lunatics some parts are nice some parts are sad you know it's it's a typical story these yeah. guys don't end up like this for no reason you know yeah but uh just yeah. crazy so it was a, it was a good watch um if you have any interest in that kind of thing you know go check it out and that's it all right long list uh so sorry about that all y'all and let's go to a trailer break anything before we go done done all right let me tell you something pandeo you pull any of your crazy shit with us you flash a piece out on the lanes i'll take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click oh thank you thank you very much this here is the king i know i haven't been around much for a while but i want y'all to know that up here in rock and roll heaven I'll be thinking of you this Christmas. And I'd like to give y'all a special Christmas message. A message of peace. Like, uh, how about a little piece of that pie going by? Thank you. Thank you very much. Like I was saying, Christmas is a time of hope, a time of joy, a time for loving. And I sure would love a big slice of that feature you got there. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, Christmas. Now, Christmas to me means family, and family means friends, and friends means getting together, and getting together means eating. I'll pass me that drumstick, would you please? Well, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And I just want to say to you right now, you know, I may be a big star, maybe too big, but ain't nobody so big you can't reach out a helping hand, or a helping uh, a hand. Uh, would you hand me a helping of those nice potatoes over there, would you please? Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, like I was saying, ain't nobody so big you can't stoop to help a friend in need over the holiday season. Now, speaking of season, you want to pass me that salt sugar when you get the chance? Thank you. Yeah, just just unscrew the cover. That's right. Thank you. Thank you very much. So this Christmas, why don't y'all take a tip from old Aos? No, no, leave those steak tips right where they are. You know what I mean? No, I appreciate it. Thank you. I want you to remember, we're all part of God's great big family. And you know God made man into his own image. And look in the mirror, I'd have to say God must be a big, big son of a gun. You know what I mean? I think he do. But I especially want y'all to remember this one last thing. When you're all at home this Christmas, stringing that popcorn up on the tree, save a big, big bowl for the can. Extra butter, you know what I mean? I think he do. Thank you. Thank you very much. Gator bait. Untamed and deadly, she ruled the swamps of Louisiana with a blazing gun and a luscious smile. Gator Bait, rated R. Who are you? I'm Laura, your new neighbor. You all right? She's beautiful. Say something clever. I fell on my bottom. No! All right. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if that King uh, clip was, was alluding to something in our future. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll let, we'll, we'll, maybe time will tell. 
Maybe we have some connection to the king. Anyway, anyway. yeah. Oh, you know what? We we were gonna do a where we have a top ten list. Top ten favorite foreign actors and actresses. Ooh, that's a big list. It's a big list, and um, boy, you know, we we started out. We were gonna do one called what was it? The words top top we... top ten words we wish would go away. And we had identical lists, and I was like, well, this isn't going to work no, at all. we'll do that for uh, Do you want to read the, our comments from last week before oh, yeah, we get yeah, going? Yeah, 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 I'm okay. sorry to derail us here. I was just I just saw you had that, and I was like... Well, the, the, the first thing I wanted to mention was we forgot to say it last week, but we've, we we want to say a fond farewell to the great uh, James Gardner, Rockford, oh, Maverick, a uh, great, great actor. Was he, I, I think he was in... Uh, Oh, he's, he was in a lot of theatrical movie, but um, there was a few good ones. I think there was one where they only kill their masters. Uh, sorry, I kept thinking that he did something with Bruce Lee, but no, that was uh, Longstreet. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, but anyway, you yeah. know, well, one of the, the the long running jokes we have. My family, my parents and I and my sister have long running jokes in our family, like that span decades. One of the longest running jokes is. They always used to laugh at Rockford because he could jump into any car yeah. and drive it. And my mom was like, you can't just jump into a car. Because like, w- one time my dad tried to work on his truck. And he put new shifter linkage in. And he put it in backwards. So only he <laughs> could drive that truck. Because it, it was exactly backwards. Like, first gear was down and to the right. Then second was straight up. Then like So nobody could jump into that truck. They would go right through the... Like, they'd go in reverse. They would have like... It was just, but but that was like a stunning example. Like you can't just jump into any car in the world and drive it, you know. Well, that, but that's like a, one of our. I don't know if we used it or not, but that's one of our things about all movies. And in ninety percent of movies, when somebody's running from somebody and they see an open car, it always starts for them. You know, yeah, it, it's just a given in any movie, yeah. except for a few that use it as a reason to kill the person or whatever. So, you know? Mr. Gardner, thank you for all the good memories. Yeah, we yeah, loved. Yeah. I loved Rockford Files Rockford when I was a Files kid. Rockford Files was great. When I was man. a kid, man. Oh my god. Yeah, that was. A, and you know what was good about it was he was like he got beat up too. He wasn't like a Superman. He wasn't like Clint Eastwood. You know, no. even though Clint did get beat up in some of the westerns and stuff, but Rockford got the crap beat out of him all, all the time. The, uh, you know, we used to call it doing Rockfords. That one move in the car where you go really fast in reverse and then whip the car, and it spins like yeah, the, the, yeah, the front yeah. tires are actually kind of sliding until you're going the direction you want. Then you then you take off. That's we used to call it doing going do Rockfords. <laughs> a, a, a guy I do uh, knew at a work at a job I used to used to practice doing Rockfords all the time. Nice. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I never. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. No, do it's no. You, <laughs> you can get hurt doing the Rockford. They had stuntmen in those shows. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, our buddy Joust up from up north wrote us another. Uh, he was going to be on our forest show, but he couldn't make yeah, it due to technical, technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. They get you every time. But he, right, but yeah. he uh, wrote some stuff about the movie because he did watch it. And he wanted to say that. He goes, okay, let's see. He goes, I really wanted to join you guys in your journey through the forest. Damn those inevitable, unseen, unforeseen circumstances. I really hope to make good on my promise, threat. To dive into the madness with you boys by September. Nice. Since I thought I was going to be in the land of the dorks, I certainly did do my homework. Some random thoughts about The Forest. That was our last a couple of movies ago. Two, two movies ago. Yep. Two movies ago. If for any reason you want to go, inst- if you, if for any reason you want to go instantly put yourself in the darkest mood of your life, just agree to go camping. All those people who are at each other's throats, the final instance 
instant their autos ignitions were engaged. Yeah, I guess camping is. I've never been camping myself, but I guess uh, I've been it's camping. Kinda, it could be harsh, I guess. I've been camping a few times. You got to really be ready for it. The, yeah. the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, I'll just camp in a hotel. Uh, you know. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I'll need that. All right, let's see here. Steve, or was it Charlie? Here's a couple of his uh, the goofy things he found in the uh, in the episode. Steve, or was it Charlie? Tells the park rangers they'll be camping for five or six days. What? Five or six days? Are they nuts? I guess. I mean, I don't know. I guess you only go camping for a day or two unless you're unless you go to summer camp and you're out there forever. I guess. Okay, the psycho daddy. That would be Gary Kent. Looks very very much like my. OTR truck driving brother-in-law, scary. Well, you know he does look familiar, I guess. But uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, can you? Okay, here's here's the one about that great scene where he breaks in on the wife. He goes, "Can you believe that after that repairman was caught in the sack with Psycho Daddy's wife, he stuck around to do his work? Wow. I wonder what he would have discounted. <laughs> I wonder if he would have discounted the bill. Well, yeah, that was kind of a weird scene, but you know, repairman's work is has to be done. You know, because oh, the yeah. Maytag repairman. Is very bored, so you know he did his work and he got a little, you know, tip. I guess you know. <laughs> uh, second best line in the movie: As the ghost kids were in fear of their mother's coming, Sharon or Teddy says, "How can she hurt you if you're dead?" Yeah, okay, good point. <laughs> good point. Valid point. We wouldn't. I never would have heard that one. I never would have got that one. Because at the end of the flick, as the ghost kids were leaving, I think I would have asked them to please send some help. I think the surviving couple actually perished from exposure a short time later. Yeah, because. Dude was had his leg broken. He was all like crying. Oh. And they were like, I don't even. Yeah, yeah. And then okay. And and the best line of the movie, as Psycho Daddy is about to dispatch his first victim, he says, "I don't want to hurt you, but I'm starving to death." <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jow says, "Oh, the times I've heard that said to me." So <laughs> that's funny. So and, and he mentions that Leo Fong, this. Uh, Filipino B movie director and martial artist was mentioned in the in ending credits. I never, I didn't realize that, but good pickup. And then personally, I never cared for camping. It's just too intense for my temperament. Mm-hmm. Courage, <laughs> K. Marshall Joust. Well, thank you, Joust. Yeah. And uh, as always, thanks for the feedback and, and thanks for the. We hope uh, to see you soon. Yeah, we're we're not going anywhere, brother. So you, you always have a home. Yeah. When you're ready, we'll be ready. That's right. Yeah, and that's the way it goes. All right. Anyway, so top I'll, ten list time. I'll, I'll do my list since you just did your reading. Yes, go. Give your vocal cords a rest there. Yes. <laughs> All right, cool. So, our top ten foreign actors. And mine, I was going to put them in... I thought this list should be put in order, but I didn't. I, I ran out of time, so that's the way life goes. All right. So one of the one of the tops of my list, I if I did, if I did order them... This person would be probably top three or four. Uh, Cheng Pei Pei. Okay. She was uh, she was the uh, female in a lot of the Shaw Brothers stuff. She was very good martial artist, uh, very uh, fluid, and very pretty, and very. She was the one that usually became indignant very quickly, huh. and then very, and then usually started hacking people up. So yay for her. Then uh, Tommy Chong. Of course, I alluded Canadian. to the Cheech and Chong, so he's Canadian. Yep. Canadian. Uh, totally dig Tommy Chong's stuff. He's a funny guy. Okay, so then uh, Riki Ike, uh, Ike, Ike. Oh my god, I'm destroying that name. Hold on. <sighs> Riki Ike. Ike. Okay. Riki Ike. She was, of course, the the female from the Pinky Violence movies that I love so much. She was the star of Sex and Fury, 
the oh, the nude yeah, samurai yeah, sword wielding yeah. hot machine gun machine of death. Then of course we knew I'd be going here. Jean Claude Van Damme, the, uh, the 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 muscles from Brussels, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of course, he made the Terminator. list. Terminator. Yeah, the Terminator, and uh, I actually like most of his movies. He is hilarious to me. Um, then uh, Godzilla. Yes. Uh, so Godzilla made the list. Yeah, he's 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 the he top. Is, he's uh, the top one to me. Right. Okay. Then I I put uh Ken Watanabe. Yeah, Ken Watanabe. Yeah, he's he's in so much stuff. He's such a good actor. He's really uh okay. Then Toshiro Mifumi Mifuni. He was in the the slashers. He was in those the like the the samurai yeah. slasher stuff. He was that. Yeah, he was like he's the the archetype of the samurai. Yeah, he movie. was yeah. the wandering Kurosawa samurai. Yeah, yeah, he was like that guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Toshiro. Yeah. And then uh, he was also in Shogun, wasn't he? Yes. And then here's one that you won't agree with. Jim Carrey, another Canadian, makes the list. See, Canada, I don't consider a foreign country, though, because it's in North America, but okay, whatever. You know. I thought not non-USA. Not, yeah, you could say that, so. too. All yeah. right, and I like Jim Carrey stuff. He's He's kind of gone off the deep end a little bit, but uh, that, yeah, ha- that happens a lot in the later years of people. And then <laughs> yeah. my number one of all time, of course, the five, six, seven, eights. Because okay. they are my favorite no band. No Bruce Lee, no Jackie Chan, no... I know, I should have, but nope. No Kumi Mizuno, mm-hmm. no Akira Takarada, no, okay. Amazing. I didn't want to I th- I didn't want to make this the all Too Japan eight. hour, you know what I mean? And that's the way it would have went. So I did uh, the five, six, seven, eights since they appeared yes, in Kill Bill. No Go-Go either. No, I know. Kill Bill. Go- I loved Go-Go's character a lot. But I've seen her only like two or three times and, and nothing. She's, I think she's like um actually she's transitioned into um she does like Japanese TV um, oh, almost okay. like the what are those things called uh every day like guide, soap guiding guiding I, I think she's almost like a soap opera well, at the, this point does she hit people with her iron you no know? Oh. and she wasn't very good at that stuff anyway because oh, okay. she I don't know it wasn't natural for her. you know she's she looks much different now she's a she's a woman now she looks very womanly okay. you know right. pretty but yeah eh, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yes, I could have went about a hundred uh, top one hundred Japanese actresses and actors, yeah, totally. but uh, you know I didn't want to do that. I was trying for some versatility. Okay, all right, go ahead. Okay, this is a long list, and I know no Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee is kind of like I, I actually put Bruce on, Lee on yeah. retro in retrospect. That I'm, is like sad that I would not put them on. I'm, that. Putting, I'm doing it for you. I'm gonna give Good. you Bruce Lee because my top. I guess I should have done top twelve and Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee. You know, I'm gonna give you Bruce Lee. I'm gonna give you Kareem Mizuno from Godzilla movies. I'm gonna give you Sonny Chiba. Nice, yeah. So there you go. I'm gonna give Chiba you Chiba San actually should. I I think of him higher than the other two. Okay. Sonny Chiba, I just do. I I mean, everyone, I'll get like accosted for saying that something like that. But That's fine. no way, man. Sonny list, Chiba man. was a badass. It's your list. Well, it is now anyway. Okay. <laughs> I you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put Brits in here because it's it is across the pond so it's definitely foreign but it's not a foreign language but at any rate no that's that you, you got to do Christopher Lee of course you got to do Peter Cushing because this is in no order by the yeah. way so it's just like whatever I wrote at the I time I wonder what the top Moldo- Moldovian uh, actor uh, Hugo Nofrotsky is he on your list no ah oh. because there's no such person <laughs> anyway uh, <laughs> Christopher Lee Peter Cushing of course Boris Karloff. Yeah. Of course, Bella Lugosi, Peter Lorre, 
My Scream Queen, Barbara Steele from Britain. Paul Nashi, oh, the Spanish werewolf. Oh, she's from Britain. That's right. She's yeah, British, yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul Nashi, the Spanish werewolf, of course. Barbara Boucher, the blonde bombshell, who's actually lived in America but was born overseas and is amazing. We have to watch one of her movies just to Barbara watch her. Barbara Boucher. She's this beautiful blonde. She was in all those Italian like murder mysteries, and she's naked in all of them, too. Even better that way. Anyway, uh, this this gentleman, Vic Diaz, who's in every Filipino America, American <laughs> co-production. He's the Filipino Bruce Lee looking, not Bruce Lee, Peter Laurie looking guy. If you saw him, you know who he was. Yeah. He's in every one of those Roger Corman women in prison movies or whatever. Okay. Uh, from Just Franco movies, the beautiful Soledad Miranda who died too young. She was in... A lot of his movies, and she was kind of like, she had a beautiful, haunted look to her. And um, again, died too young. From Hammer, of course, tons of women, but one of my favorites, Carolyn Monroe, who's in the Sinbad movies as well. Huh. Got to put Sean Connery in there, man. Bond's got to go in there, you yeah. know. He's a, he's one of the greats. Uh, more Scream Queens. Uh, Margaret Lee did a, lot of, did a lot of spy movies back then. A uh, woman that you've never heard of but if you saw her movies you'd love her. her name is alexandra bastido she's a british actress she was in some spanish thrillers and horror movies we should do one because they're really messed up spanish movies from the early 70s were really messed up and she did a couple of good ones <laughs> the blood spattered bride and the other one's called i hate my body and it's about a man who dies in the car accident and they transfer his body into a woman's body, and it's a strange horror movie. Let oh me tell you. Oh my God! <laughs> from Elvis movies, from Bond movies, and from Beach Party movies, one of my favorite Italian actresses, the beautiful redhead Luciana Paluzzi. You've probably seen her, yeah. but you don't know her. I, I gave you the Asian people, so I'll just keep going. Stephanie Beecham was in Hammer movies, was in a lot of Euro crime movies, and she was also on, uh, I think it was Dynasty. She was a Joan Collins sister or cousin or something. she's so beautiful and so awesome more from hammer veronica carlson madeline smith hazel court diana rigg of course mrs peel from the avengers gotta love her remember the avengers with mr mm. uh I never saw that you one. never saw that the tv show with no, the, oh no, you gotta no. watch that it's yeah like fun. that was one that i really missed out on it kind of either it was too early or it wasn't being shown in exactly. it might not have been showing in syndication great stuff well yeah i i totally missed that whole thing uh, and okay. a lot of people know it and, love it you and know? two of my favorite filipino actors from the blood island movies ronald ramey and eddie garcia and there's many more but well you know what it. remember last week how i had like this really deep insightful list and yours was crap yeah What's mine was crap, and it was the opposite world today, because yours was really deep and insightful, and mine was just crap. I'm like, ah, Godzilla, and like that one time I had... Mothra, you know, yeah, yeah, Mothra. <laughs> You're like, hey, way to, way to spend four seconds on your list, bro. <laughs> you had a really good, really good list. A lot of, like... A lot of obscure I, people. Well, and that's the thing. I, I think I really lack... I don't even know names of actors I like. Now. You, just, you, know, you know what it is? You forgot about people that you know, and you didn't oh want. You didn't want to go total Asian because if you were going to go total Asian, you would have had like yeah, thirty. It sounds so weeaboo and it sounds so stupid. Like that's a derogatory term for like yeah, a white yeah. guy who wants to be Japanese or something. Which I we, we all know weeaboos wobble if they don't fall. They don't yeah, fall down. They don't fall down. Anyway. You remember, I had a, I had one of those when I was a kid. A weeble wobble. A weeble. A weeble. We. Weevil wobble, weevils wobble, weevils wobbles, but they, but they don't, don't fall, fall down. down. Yeah. Oh, and another one from my list that I forgot because I've got that vid, a DVD case that you made for me. The beautiful Colleen Camp, who was in tons of B movies in the seventies, awesome. But anyway, Rike, 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 Ike. 
We'll I- look that up Ike- during the break. Rike Ike. Oh, my God. She's the girl from Sex and Fury. Yeah. The girl from Sex and, and Fury. And, and all those girl boss like... God damn oh, is she in, is she in girl, a, girl school or whatever yeah, they were? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All of them. Lynch uh, school, Lynch school mob. Uh, all those. God. Yeah, those she. Have funny titles. You know what? And I have um, that box that I have actually. Pinky Violence. Yeah, that actually came with an audio CD of her singing, and it's just her like making porn noises and like moaning and stuff. It's, uh, it's kind of disturbing. I I'd, I'd hope to like it, and I would listen to it once or twice. And I was like. I don't feel so good with listening to this. You play it at work for everybody and oh see what they think. God. Put over the loudspeaker. And that would be the last time. Hey, I'd look, ha- it's the girl from Sex and Fury. Hey, look, I just got fired. See you, everyone. White Boxerama. All right, we're yeah. going. Going to another trailer break, and we'll be right back. Been there, done that. <laughs> hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? You've even purchased the Dayglow Velvet Memorial paintings at the gas station. As a true Elvis fan, you think you've heard it all. But wait, there's more. Now you can buy secret recordings of Elvis's last telephone conversations. Yes, it's the Elvis tapes. Hello, baby. This is Elvis. Now, I want you to come over right now and make me a big peanut butter and nettle sandwich. A peanut butter and a nettle sandwich are getting me through with the You'll hear Elvis in his most intimate moments. Hello, Peter, man, Peter. Yeah, this is the Elvis. Won't you bring me over a couple large pies? I'll make make three. I'll make a sex, double cheese. Yeah, I'm home. I'm alone. And I'm hungry. And you'll hear Elvis reveal how he really feels about the one true love of his life. I want you back. I want you back in the lot, baby. And I'm on your way back. Would you pick up some donuts, please? Make your green donuts. Curl this cheese Danish too. I love my baby honey glazed donuts. Without them I can't do. The Elvis Tapes. Oh, give me, give me, give me, give me more donuts. Available now in drugstores everywhere. All of these, all of these, let me want to want to do. I get a big bottle of spaghetti. Fresh British. American International Pictures offer two extreme tales of shock. Super shock. One. The ultimate nightmare. Cannibal girls. There is never a meat shortage for cannibal girls. The sound of a bell will warn you when to close and open your eyes. When it rings, close your eyes and try to forget cannibal girls. Super Shock 2. You may never sleep again after experiencing raw meat. Imagine if each one died. The others ate him. (laughs) Raw meat, a bloody cut above from the land of the hungry dead. Cannibal Girls and Raw Meat together, a full color. Fresh fetish. Rated R from American International Pictures. Would you believe a movie audience guide presented as a public service by this theater's management to help you select your motion picture entertainment? Well, that's what it is. And we urge you to learn these rating symbols and use them as a guide for you and your family. G means suggested for general audiences, all ages. M, suggested for mature audiences, parental discretion advised. R, restricted, persons under 16 not admitted unless accompanied by parent or adult guardian. X, persons under 16 will not be admitted. 
This seal in advertising indicates that the film was approved under the Motion Picture Code of Self-Regulation. Where's the ordinary rabbit? That's the most foul, cruel, and bad-tempered rodent you ever set eyes on. Reiko Ike. Reiko Ike. Reiko Ike, yes. Okay. I had to practice that the whole uh, trailer break because we I looked it up and I was like Reiko Ike and then, and then uh, Dr. Morbius said I'm that's, sure. that's how it would be and that's that's, that's probably right that's what I would call oh it. my god or uh, Jane Doe sorry or for the butchering oh my god that's so sad oh your favorite actress yeah one of them now she won't be on the show yeah I don't think she would have been on the show anyway could be good point could happen could happen unless she's know. dead no she's still alive. <laughs> She'll always be alive in our hearts. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, another another uh, Elvis sighting in our trailer break. Oh, wait, we have the other Elvis. Yeah. Sighting? Uh, okay. what, what would you say that this is alluding to? I think we're alluding to something that we may have watched. Yes. What's this week's movie, Doctor Morbius? Spin out. Spin out. Spin out, everybody. Spin out. spin out. I'm doing a spin out. I'm doing a spin out. Thank you very much. Yes. A was Elvis's 23rd movie. Wow, was it really? Man, he was cranking. This is only like 65 uh, or 66. That's a lot of old movies, man. The colonel had him like, no wonder. So the background to to this is Damn. Elvis really wanted to be a serious actor. And he, so he was doing like four years? He was something? doing a, t- and he was doing a lot of research. He would, he really got into his roles, but the studios would not let him break free from the beach Party, Elvis, yeah, fun party, Elvis, fun yeah, Elvis yeah. Uh, formula. Because it made them money. He could have been though. He could have been something. He could have been an actor. He. Well, they, in, they, in, in the early ones, I think he was doing right more acting. Like in well, he tried Kid Galahad, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that was he, the one. he did a lot of like work for that, and I remember going through the uh, you know um, Graceland, and they talked a lot about that. How he he really approached that as seriously as he did his music and you might say whatever you want he wasn't just Elvis the pelvis he worked his ass off to get where he was like he yeah. he he did a ton of work to become the star he was and that's what he did for his movies yeah and a they, lot of fun too yeah well that's the, that's <laughs> the rewards from his work though that wasn't like it wasn't given to him you know no, no. Uh, don't get me well, wrong I'm sure his good looks and charming personality got him very far because, yeah, you know his, what I mean, like... With his co-actresses, well, I'm sure. Well, no, but I mean even before that, even the music part. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If he was, uh, you know, 400 pounds, and uh, he probably wouldn't have been as successful, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, then again, there's always Fats Domino, but he didn't... He, did okay. he didn't do as he much as Elvis. <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't, wasn't the king. king. So we, we chose... He's pretty great, though, and he's still alive. We hadn't done an Elvis... Um, we hadn't done an Elvis movie yeah, up to this point. Yeah. And I've always kind of wanted to... Uh, I suggested Spin Out, but I think in reality I really was... hope. I My brain thought it was Speedway. Well, we'll do that another time. Eh, I'm going to watch it, but I doubt if we'll do it for the show because they're going to be... I have a feeling that most every Elvis uh, movie is going to be... you mean? It's going to be introduce the characters, sing a song, do a skit, Sing a song, do a skit, sing a song, progress the plot a tiny bit, sing a song, wrap up the plot, intro yeah. song, shake your hips, lots of women kissing, and lots of gorgeous women draping themselves all over Elvis. As in this movie. As in this movie, 
and I'm assuming as in every movie he ever has done. I think my, I think the funniest thing to me in this movie was which is it was almost like almost like an in joke, and you can take it for what it is. But <laughs> Deborah Wally, the drummer, who's was all, in all the beach. I love Deborah Wally. She's so cute. I always uh, she was always so good. She was married to John Ashley too from Beach Party movies and Blood Island movies. But she's playing like a tomboy character. Yeah. And her name was Les. <laughs> I just yeah. thought that was. It funny. was weird, and they kept on calling her fella. Yeah. Well, okay. So what, let's talk about this. But uh, Les. Bas- 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 basically. Okay. Le- basically, um, Elvis is a race car driver. Slash musician. Slash musician. Um, and he, you know, like the, the, their their band is doing okay, <laughs> but he he plays by his terms, baby. And the one of the long running gags. I'm playing at a birthday party. <laughs> yeah, but one of the long running gags is he does what he wants, and nobody's going to tell him different. That's right. So. It's almost like Scooby Dooish in that anyone that wants him to do anything just oh, uses yeah. reverse psychology. Yeah, the whole movie is reverse psychology. The whole movie, yeah. the whole movie is reverse psychology, <laughs> it is. and it's that's all it is. Like that's the whole running gag is like, what is this Scooby Doo? You know, you're like, okay, so I thought the same thing. You're introduced to Elvis. He's like, he's driving this uh, a Cobra. Is a very very powerful car. It's a, <laughs> I know the car as well. It's a you know the Shelby, the Shelby Cobra? Cobras. Yeah, yeah. They're they're an aluminum aluminum unibody car, and this one had the 427 in it, which is one of the bigger engines that they tucked into those things. They're to this day they're a force to be reckoned with. If you see someone driving one, you're not going to get too close to them. They're no. they can dust pretty much any car on the road. So he's driving this, and then. Here comes this plucky gal in um, in like a Triumph Spitfire. The beautiful Shelley Fabre, who was in a few of his movies. I think she was in three of his movies. So needless Clam to say, bake. I'm sure they had sex a lot. <laughs> so, well, I don't know, but uh, I <laughs> guess you can assume Allegedly. That. <laughs> Allegedly. I mean, you know. Will Hutchins was in a couple of his movies. I don't know if they did anything. They had but sex. I no. Not, no. Know, I I'm just joking around. Anyway. Because those rumors always swirl about... Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're. I'm sure Anne Margaret Dunn yeah. and many others. But well, we should have watched Viva Las Vegas. Actually. Oh, I have that, leave Viva Las oh, Vegas. Oh, we should have done that. But anyway. The um, so the, and and so ba- basically she runs him off the road, and the gag twice in this movie is that one of the people, one of them two, ends up in a lake or in a in a stream with their car, and, and they're in the water. And that's where he's like, I'll tan your bottom, girl, and Missy, yeah, right. and then he falls <laughs> into the water, and you're like, oh, sexism, you're so 60s. And then, uh, uh, but then, so she drives away, and he, whatever, he gets out of that shenanigans, and then they're playing their song, and then there's some, they're in some club, you know, and the yeah. place is going crazy, and it's, it's a very odd, uh, th- 60s music is um, intriguing to me because it's so different. Yeah. They did some. They did wacky stuff. They used different instruments. Twice in this movie, he's playing a twelve-string dude, dude, dude. The twelve-string, the twelve-string electric guitar. That was an awesome then guitar. he has an SG, yeah. an SG Gibson. Now the first one he was playing was a a Tysco twelve-string electric with right, that yeah, that yeah. green and black yeah, thing, yeah, 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 yeah. which were knockoffs, junk. But, but it was cool. I've never seen a twelve-string. It was cool because the king's playing it. Yeah, and then and then there's a guy. At one point, the guy is playing like a. Nah, 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 nah. And yeah, there's right. this weird snake puppet behind him, <laughs> and you're just like, the hell "It's comedy, I? man! It's comedy! It's '60s it, goofball! It it's was. like it's beach party it comedy!" Was. It was straight up, just you know, not from AIP, from a different studio, from yeah. Warner Brothers. Yeah, and then uh, you know, so then they play their gig, 
And then he's loading up. They travel around in a Duesenberg convertible, which was was and still is to this day a very powerful car, but it was like a luxury car. Duesenbergs were the top of the mark. They were above Cadillacs. These cars were elaborate in the in the most luxurious way possible. Their engines were huge. They're fa- they were fast for the time. You know, now not so much, but wow. back then, you know. And he's driving that, pulling along the trailer with his 427 Cobra jet and the band's equipment. Yeah. And the band piles into this thing. And then they're ma- he's making all his backup musicians do it. He's not, yeah. I was like, what a dick. He's not even carrying anything. He's got the girl carrying. And he's stuck. And the girl laughs, and she's like in love with him, and she'll do anything for him. He's like... Yeah, give my instruments, baby. I gotta give me some. I gotta give me some nookie right now. Uh, yeah, know? it's like what? <laughs> what is it? Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And then so the then stuffy McMoney pants comes up and he's like, Man, I want you to play my daughter's thing. You, you know what's funny? The daughter, Shelley Fabre, and the father, Carl Betts, they played father and daughter on the Donna Reed show in the fifties and sixties. So yeah, oh, they're see? like they never ended with being father and daughter. You know? Yeah. Let's just yeah. That was, yeah. It was anyway. weird. So so he's there and he's like, oh well, I want you to play this thing. And he's like, no, baby, I don't do that. We're, we're, you yeah, know, right. I'm not gonna play one song for some rich little kid. I got all these gigs here that I gotta do. Yeah, I gotta be in bleep 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 bloop. And then and he keeps raising the price. And at one point, the band's there and 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 he's like, I'll pay you five thousand dollars to do it, which is a lot of money back now. And then he goes, <laughs> yeah. he goes, and and he's like, no, baby, I don't do that. So they jump in the and he goes, let's roll, you know, wet warriors. And then they jump in the car and they leave. And the band is probably I, at that point. I was like, that band would have killed him. <laughs> if you would get one, one, a thousand, two hundred, twenty-five hundred dollars. All play. of them are in awe of him. He is the king. They're like, oh, anything, anything. Yeah, I know. Office, whatever anything. he says goes. They go out in the woods and they have these like pup tents that pop oh up. Oh my and, god! That's... And she's doing the and, and Les is doing the gourmet dinner out there. That was like Cookie. so. It's so sixties, you know. It's that's... so like fantasy. It's such an awesome fantasy. That's what and that's what happened. It goes in and out of fantasy like. <laughs> like seamlessly like at first you're like okay this could be a real thing then they go well, let's let's set up for dinner now and we're gonna just camp tonight and then we'll get on our way to the next show baby <laughs> right. and they pull in and like you were saying they go, they kind of start bebopping around and they they just touch the top of a tent and it pops, it pops straight up, up. And, hey, there you like go. and then they're they're like setting the table and they're the candelabra this. and she's got like pate de, oh my God, pate de grouse or whatever you know yeah, like well just, that, that happened all the time back in the 60s. I was just like, you just weren't there. I was like, what the hell am I watching? And and then, the, oh, the whole thread of this, there's also this thread, yeah. this whole movie, there's another woman. Diane McBain. Diane, no, McBain. The, the McBain. Older, yeah, McBain. The older woman. Uh, so, and she's like, he keeps seeing her taking notes. He's watch. He, she was watching from afar as he crashed into the lake. He, she's watching from afar at, the, at his club. But did, did you catch the part where they're sitting there, they're eating at the, before McBain shows up. McBain shows up. <laughs> they're eating, and then this dog jumps on the table, and he goes, "What's that? Is that a wolf?" He goes, "No, no, no it's a hound dog." And I go, yeah. "Ah, inside he, joke." He I literally looked it. at the camera when he said yeah, that. Right. He was like, "It's a hound dog." Wink. He, <laughs> I think he said wink when he looked at the so, camera, yeah. and, and you're like, his eyes twinkle. Oh, you're thing. like, no, come on. All right, well, yeah, whatever. Anyway. At this point, where do you? Where's the suspension of disbelief? Yeah, when, I, when do you stop caring? No, this is there's none. Uh, so, so then he sees this woman again taking notes from afar, and he's like, so he goes, excuse me a minute, and he goes up and he he starts making out with her, and and he's just like, what are you doing? And I'm, I'm a famous author. I've written books about how 
men get women and how women get men and blah blah blah. <laughs> and 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 then like, like out of nowhere, then she's like, oh, and the, you know, the, when I pick the this one's called the per, how to pick the perfect man. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, and you're the perfect man, Elvis. So, or so we're getting married. And he's like, yeah, right. He's there. like, what? And that's the, another another thread through this whole movie. Everyone wants to marry Elvis. Yes. Everyone, that dog that jumped up wants to marry him. Men want to marry him. Women want to marry him. Everyone wants to marry Elvis, and he ain't gonna have any of that baby. And, and then the he, drummer, yeah, right. Then the drummer gets pissed. She goes into her in her uh, whatever pub tent. Yeah, and it's. A- and then, like when Elvis is making out with Diamond Bain, his two bandmates start playing guitars in the background. I'm going like, what the hell is this? And then another weird scene is like as they're playing, Elvis is like, hey, go back in there, boys. Or, you know, that's- change your strings, baby. Yeah, and, yeah. and then and then both of them go in the same tent, and I'm like. Whoa! Wait a minute. What's yeah. going on? What strings are they pull? Pull the strings. What yeah. strings are they pulling in there? I don't know. Strange movie, but anyway. Yeah. So then they, they then the cops show up. No, did the cops show up in this one? Yeah. No. No. The cops. They just they just leave. They, they okay. leave. The cops come back in later. Right. They, the cops come later. So yeah. yeah so they. How, I'm I'm drawing a blank after the camping scene. How do they get him to play the song? Oh wait a minute! You're right. After I think after she leaves, the rich guy sends the rich the guy calls the cop. Will Hutchins over there to like tell him, look, you got to leave town. And then the reverse psychology thing yep. starts to happen. And then they ca- remember they canceled all his no, they canceled all his gigs. And he's like, he can't hold us. He can't be- before us. The, before the yeah. cop came. They came, he went back to like the you know whatever to the to the garage or whatever they record at whatever they practice and his manager comes in they canceled all oh, your bad gigs. news bad news they canceled everything they can't do that well so he just did so he's got to do the party so now he's got now he forces them to do the party yeah, so right. he plays the song for he goes to the rich guy he plays the song falls in love not falls in love he makes out, out with this 15 year old well, that was that's, that's not a fifteen-year-old. <laughs> I know, but in the movie, she was fifteen years yeah, that's old, more right? Fantasy. No, she ain't built like a fifteen-year-old. And she was driving earlier in the movie, so you're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, she's got to be at least twenty. Oh no! Did, or did they say seventeen? They said. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't anyway, matter. Yeah, that was her birthday wish. Yep, that was her birthday wish. So then he's like, okay, give us our money, and we're out of here. Then they go camping a second time. Same shenanigans. Because he, he didn't want to race the car or whatever. <gasps> He, the, the, yeah, Dad, movie. Daddy Warbucks wanted him to race his like super duper car, right? Now, and he didn't want to race it. So then, after he goes, "I did your song. Now I'm leaving," and he leaves. Yeah, the the Foxworthy w- had a dual motive. He yeah. wanted to get him there for the daughter's party. Yeah, yeah. He also was the developer of a famous race car yeah. that was getting debuted at some famous race. He saw Elvis racing at Sebring and all these other places, so he wants him to be the race car driver for this. New car. Elvis <laughs> says no to both, and nobody says no to Foxworthy McMoney Mc bags. Yeah, right. And meh. So he takes off with the money. They go out to the pan- to the park again, camping out. So they decide they're going to call the cops and tell them the reverse psychology, reverse psychology. to like you know leave town. And then like no, so the nobody, do- says, nobody says what I'm going to do because the daughter decides I tell him leave town because then he'll come back. So then the cop goes Jeez, out yeah. there, tells him he's got to leave, but he's a nice cop, and then he falls for you know the yeah. less, the drummer. Because they're both gourmet cooks. They're both gourmet cooks, yes. Of course, reality. But, okay, so now you have the cop who likes the, the drummer. Right. And then uh, then then Elvis and Elvis decides to, to really get get back at the the, the rich Mitch bag McFoxworthy. Yeah, yeah, Daddy Warbucks. By moving in a side of him. And he does this by waltzing into some rich person's house, <laughs> telling them that they should be more in love with each other, and take my Duesenberg and leave. 
And they do. And they do. And I was like, uh, what? And, it, and in return, these rich, very old rich people say, you know what, Elvis? You can stay in the house as long as you want. Have our butler to help clean up, and we'll see you later. Yeah. And they take the Duesenbergen driveway, and I and I kind of my head turned like a dog hearing a weird noise, going, uh, "What? <laughs> Whatever." Beach party. My question is, have you ever tried it? <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Ow! I'm bleeding from that bullet <laughs> well, shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Uh, anyway. But so yeah, so now he's in the next door, and he's having a beach party. They keep coming, crashing back and forth. You gotta race the car. I ain't gonna race the car, baby. You gotta race the car. I ain't gonna race the car, baby. So then they, then he's race. He's doing practice laps with his uh, Cobra, and out comes Moneybags McGillicuddy with his race car, and he passes him. He laps yeah, him yeah, actually, which this was a McLaren body type. I think it was a McLaren, is what they were called. It's a mid-engine. They were very fast and very prevalent in the 60s and early 70s. They were a fast race car. Nothing flapping a Cobra, unless no, unless it's drift coasting. Okay. But but whatever, who All cares? Right. This is for the movie, you know. I mean, honestly, there's nothing in the world that could lap one, you know. Okay. Not nothing, but okay, whatever. Anyway. So yeah, so um, so then he's like, "Oh, that's a pretty fast car. Let me try it." And then he drives it, and he loves it. Um, reverse psychology theater kicks in, you know. Yeah, right. But then. No, so then, then the, the the woman that wrote the book wants to marry Elvis, and the girl wants to marry Elvis, and the girl and the, know, the, the daughter, daughter, the daughter, daughter wants to marry Elvis. Yeah. Everybody wants to marry Elvis in the movie, and then last, the drummer wants so Elvis too. So then there's too. this big party before yeah. the race, right? Am yeah. I remembering this yeah, correctly? Yeah, I think you're right. Because yeah. then they all show up, and this is, oh my God, the white person dancing was odd in this movie oh and then there's that the whole thing uh, going back to the the daddy warbucks and his daughter she's also got like a a, a a servant not a servant but like the dad's like go boy go to boy yeah. and then he kind of likes cynthia the girl and then, but he's be. a total nerd that's always feigning he's like a little wuss. oh the feigning gag just doesn't go away yeah, in this movie warren berlinger who was in a ton of tv after this oh, that's yeah. right because he's a major plot he becomes a major plot be, point yeah we gotta make a plot thanks point for remembering that, that guy because yeah. i totally forgot because i remembered and yeah. everyone that wants to marry elvis also has a suitor chasing them yes Hint, did he hint, hint? Yeah. So anyway, well, yeah. The 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 older woman ends up liking Daddy Warbucks. Daddy because instead of a young guy, now you have a very established, mature, rich guy. The perfect man. Ma- he's rich. Perfect man. And well, and plus she's a little bit older and very, yeah. and she's attractive. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be a good couple. You have the yes man who is l- like lusting after the yeah, daughter. The daughter, but who's, the daughter's been, lusting after Elvis. Elvis, right? And then the cop who's lusting after. The, the less the drummer fellow. So <clears throat> this party, and if you do watch this movie, and I, and I would suggest you watch this yeah, movie. Yeah, watch it. It's fun. If you watch the background in these parties as much as you watch the foreground, because there's just extras contorting, <laughs> in th- and they do the same. They'll like each one will do the same wacky move, like one move, you know. Oh, and yeah, it's okay. it's just meant to be like movement in the background, but when you watch it, you're like, oh my god, what were you doing? What are you? It was so zany and wrong. Like it was so wrong, you know. But yeah. so at this party, Elvis is like, I've had enough of all you. I'm not getting married, and I'm gonna go race my car, and that's gonna be the end of it. So now it's race day. Yeah. 
And he's standing there, and this is one of those weird ones. I think this was actually a thing, but I can't. I've never seen one in real life where they start. The racers are at a line, and then they then they say go, and then the racers have to run to their cars. Mm. Um, I've seen it more than once, so it leads me to believe that it was a really an actual race uh, tactic. But that's long gone. That doesn't happen anymore. Um, so on the way, Elvis. That the 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 boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, goofy boy, Ron Berlinger decides that he's going to get in the race because he to, wants to, to impress what, impress the girl Cynthia. So he's as Elvis is getting in the car, he has the audacity to knock the king. He down. knocks out Elvis and steals the Cobra. And steals the car. He don't know how to drive, so he's doing like all these like you know donuts and stuff. But he gets in. He gets to the front of the race there, you know. And then Daddy Warbucks is in there, and then Elvis... And the rich people show up. Yeah, the rich people show they, up. They yeah. showed up right before the race, and they're like, we wanted to come back for the race. And he's like, thank you. And then he's like, oh, the, Dorsen, the Duesenberg is such a fast car. We love it. So he's like... Then they stop to watch. Then the, he gets knocked out, and Elvis is like, I need a car, baby. And then he, he's like, oh, I'll race the Duesenberg. And at first I was like, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but then the, the Duesenberg runs out of gas. At this point, the race would have been over, because yeah. literally oh, yeah. it's been like 20 minutes... Then some other hapless racer has people pushing his cars like, what happened? Oh, the battery died on us or whatever. And they show Elvis jumps in and he's like, if I win, you can keep the money. I just want to win, whatever. So he, he starts the car like by hot wiring it, which is not how any of that works at all, but whatever. So now Elvis is in some rando car. The nerd guy is in Elvis's, Elvis's 427. Car. Daddy Warbucks is racing his yeah. Fox Force 5. Uh, ketchup, tomato. And yeah, right, so, right. So, And then the girl takes off in her, like, little Triumph Spitfire. Uh, you know, Warren or whatever his yeah. name was. So she's now in the race, too, which is not a legal racer, but who cares? So now all the people are racing, and there is just... The name Spin Out implies when a car is going too fast and it goes around a corner, the ass end spins around, and you start you go into a tailspin, kind of, on in a car. That's what a Spin Out is. And, boy... You know why they named it Spin Out? There's a lot of Spin Out. There's a lot of Spin Out. There's a lot of cars going through hay bales and a lot of people going, Gah! and cars just spinning in circles and spinning and spinning and spinning. And, uh, wow. So, yeah, and then, the, you know, the, and then it turns out at the end that the king, of course, wins the race. The of guy, course. and all three of them are still there, though. Yeah, they're all three. A lot of, a lot of the other ones end up crashing, but yep. he beats it at the end. And he goes the in between faints. the two. The guy's fainting when he's racing. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. And that's when I was like, you know what? I am a fairly good, fast driver. Yeah. I couldn't hold my own for one lap against real race car drivers because they've done or, it a million or times. Elvis. Or Elvis. You know what I mean? Like, if I jumped into a race car... I literally couldn't even keep up because you're in a world where you don't belong. You know what I mean? To show this guy just going, like being, um, who's the guy that's famous in France? Uh, He's a comedian here. Like I'm doing his shtick like that. Jerry Lewis. Yeah. He's like, he's being like a a cut rate Jerry Lewis kind of. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, and and that's, and he's just, uh, but whatever you just. So, So then at the end of the movie, Elvis wins, blah, 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 after winning, and the three girls are there, and, and then the they go, guys are harumph, I, these are my, our women. Yeah, right, and he goes, well, Elvis, who are you going to marry? And he looks at him, and he goes, I'm going to marry all three of them. I'm going to marry them all. And then, and then cut he, to the last scene. Go last scene, okay, they're, they're in the church, Elvis is making out with every one of these women, and then handing them off to their respective yeah, suitors, right. saying, I'm, I guess he was a, 
a reverend too. He's everything. He's everything. He's, he's everything. Elvis. He's all things to all people. So he he marries them off, and each one of them he after he makes out with them passes them yeah. off. And you're like, God damn! Didn't they know about germs in the '60s? But whatever, yeah, you know. God knows where Elvis has been. <laughs> I think I have some ideas. But anyway, so he. So then, then that's the end. He's like, he's still single. He even looks at the camera and goes, well, I'm single now. <laughs> that's the way I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then he does a song at the end, a good song at the end, because he does a, a few crap songs in the middle. But every for every crap song, you get a nice rocker, and you see the band yeah. playing, and you see the cool guitars, and, you know, the drum kit. So it gives you that 60s happy, it's got the 60s happy, colorful vibe that is totally lost upon the modern world yeah no and that's true no that's true because no boy, doubt about it nothing today can't pass approval without being brooding and dark and all yeah bah, mountain dew we yeah. elvis <laughs> in spin out yeah today would be a gray poster with brown tones <laughs> And Elvis just would have a racing helmet on. His face would be all dirty. No, he'd have like a cut It'd down one cut. cheek with yeah. blood dripping down. He'd be like, I'm Elvis. And, and the girls would be in the back with like tan tops and tattoos all over yeah. and mini skirts. And Elvis and spin out. Can you dare? Can you believe it? Soundtrack by Slipknot. Yeah, right. Exactly. That would be today. And he'd just be like, yep. And so enjoy for what it is. And that's why things suck now. Yeah, that's just one reason, but yeah. one of the many. And we don't, and we don't have a, you know, we don't have a king anymore of music, you know, oh. all gone. Is, is there any one music person now that's like the the, the no, big Kahuna or whatever? There Nobody. are, I mean, there are, but I we don't. I'm so out of touch. I don't know them. Anyway, look, these are very. They're the same as beach party movies. They are. Elvis movies are, are just a fun celebration of his music. His kind of Beautiful swagger, girls, his acting, color, nonsense. Yeah, nonsense. They're colorful. They're funny. Yeah, I would. I, I I'll give it like a seven. Yeah, me you too. Know? And me it, too. It's, I agree. It's right. It's just a fun afternoon it's movie. Not, it's not the best the Elvis movie. It's in the middle. Yeah, but you and, know, and don't. It's all right. These movies, you can go to the to the kitchen and make a sandwich and not have to pause it. Yeah, you're not missing anything of consequence. If they did in, inject a uh, some kind of a plot point. They're going to tell you about four or five more times along the way. It's the same as a cartoon. It's the same as a Scooby-Doo, you know. Yep. And then at the end, it's you have fun and you just laugh and who cares? Happy endings. Happy endings. All right. So that's it for this week. Uh, maybe next week we'll go more brooding and... Blah, blah. Probably not. Okay. Or maybe, or maybe we'll do like an Elvis imitator movie. You know, the guy who did the sadist, the Archall did one called Wild Guitar. <laughs> Archall Jr., you, you Wild bastard. Guitar. Yeah, I actually like I actually liked the sadist quite a bit. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to, and yeah, I ended it up. Is. It's a good movie. Uh, I we, really we, liked we it. We did it on the show. Yeah. Sure. All right. That's it for this week. I'm Mal. Thanks for listening. I'm Mal with me as always. Dr. Morbius. And we will see you next week. Thank you very much. Hunk <laughs> a hunk of burning podcast.